Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The other people in town who have family across the border, uh, uh, obviously acquaintances on the other side that they haven't seen for that length of time are really looking forward to reestablishing those connections and actually being able to hug somebody and, and that kind of thing. So it's very important for the people in town. Since 1890, there's been an establishment here, you know, on the border between the, t- the two communities of Coots and Sweetgrass, and that has been cut off for 19 months. So it's going to be it's going to be a big deal. That is Jim Willett, who is mayor of Coots, Alberta, talking uh, about the border plan to reopen that was announced by the U.S. government um, earlier this week. They will be reopening the border sometime early next month. We're still waiting for a final date, and there are still some details that remain to be worked out. However... um, it's a positive step. I think uh, it's something that a lot of people have been waiting a long time for. Joining us now to talk about the impact this might have is Darren Reeder, who is the head of the Alberta Tourism Industry Association. Uh, Darren, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you for having me. You know, I mean, you're talking about people traveling into Alberta and people traveling into Canada as the Tourism Association uh, representative in Alberta. But, you know what, just having that border open going both ways will make a difference, right? I mean, this is positive, positive news. Well, absolutely. You know what, uh, as the old Chinese proverb goes, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And uh, this is a series of steps. It isn't just going to be one thing that returns us to the normal pattern we had seen with travel pre-COVID. So this is a very important step. And you know what, uh, uh, the U.S. government decision to reopen land borders and ferry ports for Canadian travelers that are fully vaccinated is a sign that things may be slowly returning to some normalcy. And this is good for travel. Yeah, I mean, it just, I think it's, it's almost a perception, right? It's almost it, whether or not it makes a difference to, you know, us being able to uh, do what we do and people coming into this province, you know, I'm talking about the tourism sector. It's just the perception that we're getting back to the way things used to be that will make a big difference. Yeah, 100%. But you know what? With that, I would add an air of caution. And that is, you know, like we've seen in B.C. with the Victoria Clippers decision in recent days to suspend ferry service until next spring uh, because of continuing marine border entry requirements. Yeah. It's a reminder that the border has thickened during the pandemic. So what we really need to do is return to an efficient and a predictable way for visitors to cross the border as soon as possible. It's key for the recovery of our sector and, of course, for rebuilding our labor force. And, you know, one of the things I would throw out there that we've said uh, throughout this uh, crisis is that uh, we need to assert that fully vaccinated should mean fully vaccinated travelers and that the various interpretations of the efficacy of mixed doses of WHO-approved vaccines is not assisting with the return to travel. Double vaccinated should mean double vaccinated. And it's problematic, you know, from a travel uh, perspective, when we look at the messaging uh, that the U.S. won't require double vaccinated travelers to provide a negative COVID test to gain entry to the U.S., 
but Canada on the reciprocating end will. Uh, that sends mixed messages to travelers, does not uh, assist with the effective and confident rebound of travel decisions. No, I think you're absolutely right, Darren. It would be so simple for travelers if they just said, okay, if you're double vaccinated, you're double vaccinated and that's it. You don't need a negative test no matter which way you're going. Um, do you Are you optimistic that with the pressure from groups like yours, and I know several chambers are now pushing for this, and uh, business organizations across the country are really saying this is something that needs to happen, are you optimistic we will get there to a point where it's just one system, we're all operating under the same rules, and it makes it that much easier? Well, I'm hoping so. You know, one of our national messages is we do need a nationalized approach to a proof of vaccination system. So I think some of us have been stumbling through the dark uh, with no disrespect to the efforts of the different provinces and territories. But we need to have a more nationally integrated approach. I think that's part of signaling to the international market that we have our act together, that we are ready to receive people. So there's some work to be done. There's no doubt about it. But again, you know, decisions like the U.S. land decision is another step of moving confidently towards some sense of norm normal. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, with, with the restrictions still in place, with the Canadian government saying, okay, you can travel into the U.S., we know that, and the U.S. says you don't need a negative test, you just have to be double vaccinated. You know, when you're talking about border communities, and a lot of these people travel over for day trips, or whatever the case may be, still needing that negative test result when you come back, that has to be a major factor in, in complicating things and making it uh, not as easy as it could be, right? Is that something that you're really focused on right now? Well, you know, it's certainly a consideration. I mean, if, if you have 72 hours in which to do your business and you're delayed on uh, the other side of the border for whatever reason, uh, that's problematic for coming back in. But, you know, if, if I could just speak at it from a perspective of what's important to us, which is inbound travel into yep. Canada, uh, you know, this, this idea of uh, unimpeded movement of visitors is key to returning to pre-COVID levels. But the reality is, and this is a hard reality for Alberta, which is we're landlocked. And we're heavily reliant on efficient air routes and the recovery of domestic and international air recovery routes to really bring people in in volume. So we're not expecting, as a result of you know the decision, a floodgate of visitor activity out of the U.S. drive markets, both because many are too far away to drive to key Alberta yep. destinations, but we're also at a time, let's be frank, we're at a time of year where inbound U.S. leisure traffic would normally be quite limited. Um, so these are trips, if people are driving from their vehicles, are making those decisions many months in advance. Now, that's not to take away from people that are looking for these opportunities to reunite with family members, to come up and visit some of their vacant, uh, maybe uh, uh, properties that they have up in Canada. We will see some transporter traffic for reasons like that. But the idea that this would usher in a whole floodgate of travelers that have had pent-up demand to come, it just doesn't come at the right time of year for that to be possible. And again, it just it speaks to the fact that Alberta really is dependent on air. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Capacity. How are we seeing things roll out in the Alberta tourism sector? I know the summer of, what was it, 2020 was dismal it was i mean everything was basically shut down um 2021 things were a little bit better certainly in our province for the summer of 2021 w what's the climate right now like for the tourism industry in alberta 
I think it's mixed. It depends on who you talk to. I mean, I think our resort uh, mountain properties uh, would have a slightly different perspective than you might if you went to downtown Calgary or downtown Edmonton that are far more dependent on conventions, festivals, corporate travel, uh, large-scale events. You know, those types of activities have not rebounded yet. They're a long way from recovering. So I think, you know what, it would be fair to say that 2021 was a bit more optimistic for some of those more resort-orientated destinations within Alberta, but we have a long way to go, and there's simply no way to get to above the waterline for a lot of businesses without the contribution of international corporate and leisure travel. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, slowly but surely, we seem to be moving in that direction. But like you say, um, unfortunately, it's happening at the wrong time of the year for our province. But I guess any progress is progress and we'll take it, right? Eventually, we'll get to where we need to be. Well, 100%. And you know what? This just speaks to both at a provincial but a federal level. There's a need for enduring financial support to make sure that the hardest hit businesses and tourism are extended with assistance through to the next spring at a minimum. Uh, there are just many businesses that are teetering on the edge right yeah. now. In 2021, let's be clear, you know, the U.S. and the international borders open to air travel again. But it came too late in the year for it to be of any consequential difference for operators. It was another missed summer. So we need to position this machine for recovery in 2022. Government has been invested in this process to date. They need to continue uh, to give those clear signals to the market right through till next spring. And then we'll hope for a better 2022. Excellent. Thank you so much for uh, your time this morning, Darren. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. That is Darren Reeder with the Alberta Tourism Association talking about what the announcement of the opening of the border means. Um, I mean, it doesn't really affect us directly in terms of tourism in our country because it's going the other way. This means that Canadians will now be able to cross the U.S. border. Uh, Americans have been able to cross the Canadian border for some time. Um, So now it's the, okay, what's the next thing that we need to deal with? What's the next situation? And if you're traveling into the United States, you know, part of the concern that a lot of people have is the mixed doses. The U.S. has come out and said, we will um, recognize all WHO-approved vaccines. Originally, they had said only CDC, which meant no AstraZeneca, which had a lot of Canadians uh, really upset because a lot of Canadians took AstraZeneca. Um, And then they said, okay, now we're going to accept WHO, so AstraZeneca's good. But... They still haven't come out and said anything about mixed doses. Because as you know, a lot of people in this country got AstraZeneca for a first dose and then were switched over to Pfizer or Moderna for a second dose. So you're in that mixed dose category. And the United States has not come out yet and said, this is how we'll handle that. The other issue that was raised immediately by a number of groups, as I said, right across the country is, okay, why are we still doing the negative test results to come back into Canada? The U.S. doesn't require it. If you're going to travel into the United States and you're double vaccinated and you can verify that, you're good to go. End of story. So if you're going to go and travel to the United States and then you want to come back, you're still going to need the negative test result. And if you're in one of those communities where, you know, that cross-border day trip shopping or things like that is an issue, um, they're saying this doesn't really help us. Point Roberts, B.C., for example... Um, which is uh, in Washington State, small town. You can only get there through Vancouver. Um, And uh, they're saying, you know what, we're in a situation where this whole testing requirement really doesn't change things for us. Now, if those people are still required by government of Canada to not only be vaccinated, which we fully support, uh, but be tested again going home, that's going to limit the number of people we get. So that's a concern of ours. We are a totally unique place, and we think we, we deserve to be treated uniquely in that regard. 
That's Brian Calder, the president of the Point Roberts Chamber of Commerce. So there's all these, you know, every different town, every different chamber, every different business group, tourist association, all these different groups have different specific requests and demands. And basically what it comes down to is let's make it as easy as possible and as uniform as possible because there's so many things that are still up in the air. And, you know, as we've talked about before, coming out of this whole pandemic situation, I think that should be our expectation. There's going to be bumps in the road. It's going to be a process. Eventually we'll get there. Um, But our patience has been tested (laughs) all the way along. So I understand the frustration.